Arkansas and Liberty taking on each other this Saturday in Fayetteville at 3 p.m., and you'll be able to watch it on the SEC Network. And we know it's a big game for both teams. Arkansas facing off against another top 25 team like they normally do at home. And we're going to talk about it with Alyssa Lang of the SEC Network here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Arkansas and Liberty in a game that is a lot more intriguing than what people would actually think it be. But, hey, that's what kind of goes with Arkansas's non-conference schedule this year. Arkansas is going to go 4-0 in non-conference games and remain undefeated under Sam Piven in non-conference games. And we're going to talk a lot more about it and previewing it as we welcome in Alyssa Lang of the SEC Network. And Alyssa, it's been a while since we've been able to have you on the podcast, but appreciate you joining us. How are you doing? It's always great to be here. I was kind of reflecting last week on the last time I had done an Arkansas football game. I was there during basketball season uh, for a huge game when the Razorbacks beat Auburn, but I have not done an Arkansas football game since the Chad Morris era. So I have not been on the sidelines to interview Sam Pittman. I'm very, very excited to finally, finally get back there, especially uh, as you said, I agree with you. I think this could be a sneaky good game this weekend. I know it'll be a little surprising when you see like a full crowd, like will you be like, you won't be seeing bleachers or anything. Cause we try not to mention that, that person's name here on this podcast, but yeah. I feel like your experience will be a lot different this time around than last time. Yeah. Sorry for bringing up any bad memories, maybe too soon. I will say, you know, those were my first few years still with the sec network and getting to experience Razorback nation that way, honestly. And, and I know this is going to sound crazy, Honestly, it was great because I got to watch fans. I was there, I believe, in the last head coach's final season. I was there four times for four different games, including that Western Kentucky game where Western Kentucky won in Fayetteville, which was pretty unbelievable. Uh, But I remember going, I think, three weeks in a row and seeing Razorback fans continuously turn out, continuously be there to tailgate. They're at the hotel. They're in the lobby before we're heading over to the stadium and watching how much passion that fan base had for a losing team, for a bad football team. For me, I remember sitting there thinking, I cannot wait for this team to be good. I cannot wait for these people to have something to cheer about. And then of course, uh, in the last few years, they certainly have. So I'm really excited to, as you said, uh, come back after Arkansas has been on the road for quite a bit. haven't had a home game in a few weeks. So I get, I, Hope I get to experience some happiness out there in Fayetteville. <laughs> yeah, I'd say silver linings. You're probably the only person that ever found some sort of good experience during that time. So, but hey, that you got to take it whenever you can get it, I guess. But this is a different year, obviously, of a different tenure. And, and Sam Pittman, it's sitting at this time, five and three. You know, everyone looks back to the AM game and it just really kills Razorback fans. They felt like they should have won that one, but they won two in a row. Granted, it was on the road against teams they were better than, but they look impressive. Starting to get it going, they kind of went on a run last year to end the season. Do you kind of get the vibe with the momentum right now that Sam Pittman has in Arkansas that they could end up doing that once again? Yeah, I think that's definitely doable. And I think when you look at the the rest of the schedule and and as you said, how talented this Arkansas team is, knowing that bowl eligibility is on the line with one more win, and then can you stack that towards the rest of the season? I, I think the BYU win was pivotal, right? We all had our eyes on 
how much of a momentum boosting win that could be for this team. And it is funny that both of these teams recently have big time wins over BYU. So uh, kind of some similarities coming in with that one. But uh, I think the one thing that our crew has focused on this week in preparing for the broadcast and preparing for some of those things that we're going to talk about is just how pivotal KJ Jefferson is when he is on the field leading that offense and how quickly we learned how much of a different team this team is without KJ Jefferson out there. And I know the Texas A&M game doesn't necessarily fit in that assessment, if you will, but I truly believe that KJ is one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks in this league. I think I was screaming that from the rooftops back in August before the season even began. Uh, And this season has continued to prove that. So I 100% believe that this is a team that although they stumbled in that three game losing streak uh, back towards the beginning of the season, I don't think that's representative of what this team is. And I do think they have the potential and the, the possibility to finish the season strong and really make it to a good postseason bowl game as we have seen now for the last couple of years. Well, and you mentioned KJ, because I agree. First off, he's the X factor for this team. Like without a doubt, when he's on the field, it's a completely different deal. But you said that he, he's one of the more underappreciated quarterbacks, which I agree. Why do you think that is? Why do you feel like people don't see KJ or don't appreciate KJ uh, considering the way that he plays and considering the type of numbers that he puts up? Unfortunately, I think it goes back to that losing streak, right? And it goes back to where Arkansas as a team is when it comes to the SEC and the SEC West. And they're not in the hunt at this point for going to Atlanta. They're not in the hunt for beating Alabama. That obviously didn't happen. I think if KJ leads, you know, a stand against the Crimson Tide, we're in a very different conversation, but you know, the three quarterbacks right now, maybe four who are getting the most respect across the sec is Bryce young, of course, reigning Heisman winner. You've got Hendon hooker at Tennessee. Who's done absolutely nothing wrong. It feels like at this point, Stetson Bennett, which we know is a hot and cold conversation, but Georgia being undefeated and being one of those teams And then if Jaden Daniels gets a win this weekend over Alabama, I think he's going to be elevated even more into that conversation. So as unfair as it is for a quarterback at times to be measured by the success win losses uh, for their team, I think that that's what this is. I think it's a product of that. Um, But I know Razorback fans know exactly what KJ is capable of, which is why I think it's even more important for this Arkansas team to finish on a win streak here to continue to propel him into those conversations. Cause man, he checks every box of what you would want, not only in a college quarterback, but a potential future pro as well. Yeah. And luckily for Arkansas, their next three games are all in Fayetteville and at home. And, you know, it's just, I don't know who came up with the non-conference schedule, but you know, you start with Cincinnati and then you have Missouri state with Bobby Petrino and then you have BYU and then you have Hugh freeze being at Liberty where they're a top 25 team right now. Uh, it's just really incredible. But looking at not only this game, but then the game against LSU at home, the game against Mm -hmm. Ole Miss at home, tough opponents. And then at the end of the season, you go to Missouri. But how do you feel like Arkansas just matches up with these three home games? We talked about Liberty, and you feel good about their chances. But LSU and Ole Miss have been some really good teams. How do you feel like Arkansas actually matches up with those teams? Yeah, I think they match up pretty well. I mean, I know there have obviously been some questions, certainly when it comes to Arkansas secondary throughout the season, right? I think – Liberty won't necessarily be a good test of that. Their passing offense isn't the greatest. They run the football extremely well, as we know Arkansas does. Uh, Jaden Daniels and that LSU offense has become one of those 
more potent passing attacks, as well as Jaden Daniels being that dual threat quarterback. So that could be a really interesting offense versus defense matchup when we talk about the LSU Tigers going up against this Arkansas defense, which is going to have to have a pretty solid game plan if they want to be able to affect somebody like Daniels who not only leads LSU right now in rushing, but leads all SEC quarterbacks right now. I believe he's got 524 rushing yards on the season so far. So you look at somebody like KJ, Jaden has a very similar skill set in what he's able to do. So you would think hopefully Arkansas's defense is used to seeing what they see with KJ on a daily basis, that it wouldn't be something new for them. Uh, Ole Miss is one of those teams that I, I like Ole Miss. I've, I've been impressed, obviously, by what they've been able to do so far. But I've been very wary of the second half of their season. I'm not sure that I am putting my money on Ole Miss having the horses to close out the second half of the season the way they did the first half of the season. And a lot of that for me goes back to quarterback play. Jackson Dart is essentially a freshman, despite having some college reps under his belt. First time in the system, we've seen him make some very, very freshman-like mistakes in some of the interceptions that he has thrown for Ole Miss. Obviously, they lose their tight end a few weeks ago for the remainder of the season. You know, they fight back and they get a nice win over Texas A&M, but what does that really measure for you at this point, right? So I think of all of the games left on the schedule for Arkansas, the LSU game would stress me out the most, uh, but I do think they match up pretty nicely with Ole Miss. And then I, I do believe that their roster is a bit more talented than Missouri's at this point. Well, before we let you get out of here, I know that uh, you're going to be traveling, of course, to Fayetteville with the whole broadcast crew and everything. Are you going to, are you able to divulge what you guys have going on on the broadcast? Like, is there certain plans that you have or is it still under wraps and you're just waiting to surprise everybody? So, uh, of course, a, a lot of love for KJ and Rocket Sanders. Um, you know, we're going to do our best to try to for for the SEC fans who live in the SEC, you know, right off the top of the broadcast. Here's what you need to know about this Liberty team. You know, we'll meet with both teams throughout the afternoon on Friday. So we'll really be able to polish up exactly what that information is. And then we do a segment every week called SEC Eats, where we will go somewhere uh, that has usually been suggested to us as a hometown favorite. You had a little bit of say in that. So shout out to you for uh, the text thread that then got copy and pasted into our group chat. So I will tease that we are going somewhere on Friday in Fayetteville, and you'll just have to watch to find out where we end up. Perfect. I am sure if it's a list that I gave you, it's going to be the best because, hey, I'm a Fayetteville native. I know what's good. And I just hope that it doesn't disappoint y'all because I'll be. And you give me grief for choosing certain restaurants, you know, on the air, even though I'm giving Fayetteville love. So I don't really know how to feel about that. But, you know, that's another day. Yeah, I'm apparently so petty. I can't even take just the compliment that you're talking about Fable. I have to take it one step further. Like, no, that's not enough for me. I got to get, get more. So no, I totally understand it. Alyssa Lang of the SEC Network. Have a great call on the game on Saturday. Alyssa, safe travels getting to Fayetteville. We look forward to catching up with you later down the road. Thanks, John. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And continuing on with our Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Appreciate Alyssa Lang joining us uh, in the previous segments. Good to catch up with her. So, obviously, we know that Arkansas and Liberty coming up. There's a lot of 
um, I wouldn't say concerned, but there were some things that people are looking at from the Razorbacks perspective to say, you know what, maybe this won't be an easy game. Maybe this won't be, uh, you know, a, a one that you can leave in the fourth quarter and feel good about. I hope it is. I think we all hope it is. But it's certainly one that you got to respect Liberty and the type of team that they are and the type of team that uh, they've been put together by Hugh Freeze. But one of the things I thought was uh, really interesting and it's always cool to kind of see the stats and, and how it lines up and everything. To me, it's always going to come down to can Arkansas's defense at least stop or make stops against the Liberty offense? Like, I know that Arkansas's offense is going to score. They're going to score in this game. Rocket Sanders is going to run. KJ Jefferson's going to make plays. Uh, the wide receivers are going to have some plays here and there, too. Like, I am not worried about the offense one iota. It's, of course, the defense. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Arkansas scores 45 points in this game, which I'll give my final predictions here in just a bit. But either way, I'm not worried about it. I am worried about the defense, though, as, as one would be. In fact, I was looking through the major stats and statistical categories for Arkansas on defense. And, folks, if you rank it in the FBS, there's only one. One major defensive statistical category that the Razorback defense ranks in the top 70 in. Top 70, there's only one. And that one is sacks made a game. They have three, they're getting three sacks a game, roughly. It ranks 16th in the country. Scoring defense, 111th. Total defense, 121. Rushing defense, 72. Passing defense, 129. Pass, pass efficiency, 108th. Third down defense, 123rd. Red zone defense, 95th. Turnovers gained, 97th. Tackles were lost, made 81. How weird is that, that you have such a great set stat with sacks per game, but tackles for loss made per game, you're 81st. It's just wild to me, but either way, uh, they're just not very good defensively. We all know that. But looking at the Liberty offense, they've been, uh, they've been pretty good. Like their their stats have been all right, but the one thing that they have not been very good at is red zone efficiency, which Arkansas can relate, as well as passing the ball and third down conversions. So, and also they're uh, giving up around three sacks a game. So maybe that'll bode well. But either way, it's going to come down to Arkansas. Can they slow down Liberty's rushing attack? Because that's what they're really good at offense. Um, they've been able to uh, make some really good plays there offensively uh, through the running game. And as good as they may have been all this year, I still think Arkansas is better. I still think Arkansas is going to take care of it. I still think they're going to get it done. And at the end of the day, I think Arkansas is going to just, I'm, I'm not saying they'll blow them out, but they're going to, they're going to showcase that they are the better team in this game. I, I, I just don't see any other way, shape or form of that happening. And the big question too, is going to be becoming the quarterback and Trey Biddy of uh, hawksports.com did a great job of breaking this all down. But, uh, if you're talking about the quarterback and who's actually going to play, you got uh, six-year senior Charlie Brewer. He might suit up this weekend, because, but he did break his wrist in week one. And so even though he played a little bit in the first quarter against BYU, didn't pass it much. And then you got Jonathan Bennett, who's been solid, but he's the one that's had the flu this week. So don't know how, how much he's going to be available, but he hasn't practiced all week long. And honestly, and I think it's a funny thing that Trey brings up too. He's like, the flu can mean a lot of things. Some call it the stomach a bug, a bug or a flu, or is it the flu means it's going to put you down a week or two? It's a good question. It can mean a lot of different things too. So uh retro freshman Nate Hampton might be the guy. He's 6'6, 235. He's a big guy. Uh, but he's been taking the snaps the majority of this week. But uh they all they just don't have any pieces there at quarterback. 
And uh, if if Nate Hampton goes, he'll be the fourth quarterback to start for or at least play for the Flames this year. So that should be something that bodes really well for Arkansas. You should feel really good about your chances in that going up against possibly a new quarterback and a team that is going to try to establish the run and and uh, see how it goes. But you got to respect Liberty. I, but I, even Hugh Freeze has said this week, he's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're, they're favored against us and they should be, you know, I wish we weren't playing Arkansas this weekend because, you know, they're a good team. He even mentioned the fact that they probably have uh, better, better coaches than what they have at Liberty and also mentioned that uh, they have better players. So I think Hugh Freeze is kind of understanding that this is going to be a tough task for them, especially with Arkansas playing well right now and getting the offense going the way it's supposed to be. So overall, I think it's going to be uh, Arkansas showing their, showing their dominance and showing casing that, uh, they are still a really good football team, and that is a force to be reckoned with as well. So, but um, also, here's the thing that I want to I'm curious about with the crowd. Uh, it's going to be like chilly, and it's been weirdly warm here in Arkansas. I shouldn't say weirdly, there's no such thing as weird weather in Arkansas because it's all weird, so it becomes pretty normal. But I was looking at it for uh, Saturday, and like right now in Fayetteville, it's 73 degrees, but tomorrow it's going to be sunny, but it's only going to be 59 degrees. So, it's going to be fall weather, football weather, if you will. It's supposed to rain all day today in Fayetteville, but tomorrow there's not any chances of rain, at least according to the forecast here. So, uh, and yeah, it's going to be 59 degrees, a little bit of wind. It's going to be a good football day. So I can't wait. I can't wait to actually break out the long sleeves for a change and be able to wear, uh, wear those to the game. So it'll be a great one, but, uh, Overall, and I'll get to, before we get into the last segment, some nonsense and look around the SEC and some of that stuff too. I will say, though, that uh, with Arkansas and the way that they're playing right now offensively, they're going to do what they want to do against Liberty. That's my prediction. I think Liberty will score points, but it won't be enough points. And I think Arkansas rolls in this game by a final score of 45-27. to 27. So Arkansas is going to take care of business. They're going to end up winning by a few scores. And they will be just officially bowl eligible, I guess. So there's that. You'll be six and three. And then you'll have the big task coming in town with LSU at 11 a.m. Disgusting. Still upset by that. But either way, uh, just the way it goes sometimes is just what we got to deal with. Folks, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to spice up the college football season. And we know that when college football is going on and college basketball is around the corner, we also know that you have the NFL and the NBA going on. It's easy no matter what you do. And it's simple as choosing a higher or lower stat of what you think particular players will do. See, that to me is the easiest thing because they'll give you kind of a, uh, a stat there where it's like, okay, KJ Jefferson might be throwing for one and a half touchdowns in this game. Well, I'm definitely going the higher stat there because I know he's going to throw for more than that. You click it and it's done. You can do it for various different players, not only in college football, but also in the NFL. And it's that simple. It's easy to play and you can choose between two and five players across any team. And it's one of the fastest growing apps out there when it comes to fantasy sports as well. So sign up with promo code locked on all one word promo code locked on and they will double your deposit up to $100. You deposit $100, you get $100 for free. So go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. And remember, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on, all one word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, okay, I got I have to play this before I go into my um, SEC uh, re, uh, predictions and all this stuff. Uh, so apparently this happened at Bud Walton Arena last night. <laughs> I have no idea what that is, but it looked awesome. <laughs> like, apparently it was some student event. And I saw that. And I'm like, man, how things have changed in the basketball program where you got Duke Deuce, is his name, I guess, coming in and uh, putting on a concert for students only and having a party with the players and stuff. It's pretty cool. So, but anyways, just saw that video. I was like, okay, now we're cooking. Um, so moving on to the SEC and some of the games going on this weekend, it's a great weekend. I mean, honestly, it's one of those things. I wish the bye week was for Arkansas this week, but uh, still, you got, of course, the big one, Tennessee and Georgia. Georgia's favored by seven and a half points in this game. It's at home. Guys, I think this is when Georgia wins. Uh, I, I do. I know everyone's big on Tennessee, and rightfully so. They've looked great. They, they've been dominant. But going on the road to Georgia against a team that actually has a legitimate defense, like a really, really good defense. Their defense is only allowing 10 points a game and only 260 yards total offense per game. And it's at home. I, I just I just don't see how Tennessee is just going to score 50 on this team. Like, I just don't see it. I know that Georgia's had some injuries that they've that are pretty de- detrimental. But I think this is finally when Tennessee comes back down to earth. And Georgia takes care of business. And uh, I think Georgia wins this one by 10 points. And maybe a higher scoring game, too. You know, something like in the, in the 30s or 40s for each team. But uh, I think Georgia wins. I really do. And I think that they're going to. Show why, even though Tennessee's a good team, they're still the creme de la creme when it comes to the SEC East. Alabama and LSU is coming up as well. Bama's favored by 13 and a half points. This game is being played in Baton Rouge, and it's at night. And I know that's always a big deal, but it's to me, it's Bama's going to win this one. Like LSU has, has gotten better as the season has gone on. But uh, the thing is, is that I don't think that they're going to be like ready because like if you look at the teams that the, like LSU has played like they beat Ole Miss and I thought Ole Miss was overrated as it was but they beat <clears throat> they beat Ole Miss and then but they got smoked by Tennessee they lost to Florida State and so like their best win is Ole Miss okay it's a good win but is it top 10 worthy because the other teams you beat you beat Southern Mississippi State New Mexico and Auburn and you beat Florida. It's like, I'm, and I'm not taking anything away from them because they won those games, but to have them as a number 10 team in the country, I think is a stretch. I mean, they're six and two. And I mean, again, your best win is Ole Miss. So I think that they're going to, I think Alabama is going to work LSU in this game. I think that they're going to, they're going to just throw the ball all over the field on them. I think they're going to be extra motivated. And Alabama, of course, is going to be extremely motivated to make sure that they finish strong into the SEC play and take care of business there as well. Uh, other games, too, you got Auburn-Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State wins this one. How funny would it be if Auburn won, though, like with a Cadillac Williams as their interim coach? Kentucky-Missouri, disgusting. Uh, this game's a pick and it's in Missouri. 
I think Kentucky wins. I think Kentucky takes care of business. Florida and AM. This game's at AM, and AM is favored by three. I think I'm going to take Florida. I think I'm going to take Florida in that game. Like it's just going to continue to spiral out of control for for uh for AM. And South Carolina Vanderbilt. I could not care like less than this, but uh South Carolina's favored by six and a half. Eh. Yeah, give me South Carolina, I guess. I mean, that's the thing is you got some really good games and you got some trash games. But, hey, that's what the SEC is all about this time of year. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. And also get after me on Twitter, Buzz John Neighbors. For any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.